Not gonna have your promise? You won't cook up any more schemes at school? Okay, Dad. I promise. No more schemes at school. Okay, that's from a very, very cute but older movie, Kidco, K-I-D-C-O. And the kids are adorable in it. It's a, it's a family flick, and it's a healthy one. Um, so I recommend getting it if you can find it. It's a hard one to find. But this kid is saying, "I okay, Dad, no more schemes at school. <laughs> now that's the cute part, because he doesn't have any more schemes at school. But you better believe this kid has a lot more schemes up his sleeve. And notice how much kids are aware kids are aware of what they're doing that's what amazes me as a therapist that we used to we i used to think anyway and you probably might have too that well kids really don't know what they're doing they don't know all the implications of and they don't really mean what they say and they're not manipulative oh you and kids will tell me I know what I'm doing to my mother and it drives her crazy and I keep doing it because I'm angry with her. And they know, but she thinks I can't help it. They know what they're doing. So if you think your kid doesn't know what he or she is doing, think again. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. My number is toll-free, 1-877-DR-KENNER. You can pick up the phone and give me a call right now if you've got a question that's burning, that question of dealing with relatives or in-laws or friends or coworkers or your kids or yourself that is really on your mind and you'd like some free advice. It's not therapy. It doesn't replace therapy. But pick up the phone and give me a call right now. Toll free, one eight seven seven Dr. Kenner. That's toll free, one eight seven seven D R K E N N E R. And jot down that number. That's also an after hours line. So if in the middle of the night tonight you want to ask me a question or down the road someplace, sometime late ooh, excuse me, later in the week you want to ask me a question, uh, go ahead and give me a call and do it. Uh, before the break I mentioned that I would be telling you about a woman who hates her husband. Here is her question to me. Here's her situation, too. It's from Amy. Dear Dr. Kenner, I am a 36-year-old mother of three who has been married for 13 years, and I think I hate my husband. He is never home, and when he is, he's watching sports and isolating himself from my children and me. I have no one to talk to. Don, my husband, hates my whole family, and he's trying to stop me from dealing with them. He doesn't take me out, he doesn't give me any money, and he's always bad-mouthing me to his friends and family. He's got a 17-year-old daughter from another relationship who I hate with a passion. He gives her everything she wants but ignores me and our children. How do I get my husband to see how much he's hurting me so that I can save my family and have a life? Please help me. I feel so depressed. Thank you, Amy. Okay, what would be your gut response to Amy? Amy, here's my gut response. You are assuming that if only you get your husband done to wake up, like if you could go over there and just shake him, and if he could see the pain he's causing you, he'd feel remorseful, and he'd become a loving husband that you've always wanted, and a lovable father, and he would be so good, he would stay home, he would throw the TV out the window, no more sports, he wouldn't visit his buddies. I think something else is going on behind the scenes. I, the type of, I'll give you my suspicions in a minute, but you want to ask yourself, what are the chances of that happening? On a scale of one to 100%, what are the chances that Don 
will become a loving, wonderful father. My guess is you've tried, that you haven't just sat back for 13 years without yelling at him, without talk, trying to reason with him, without suggesting counseling. And I do suggest counseling. I think that would be good individual counseling if he wouldn't go to couples, individual for you. I would say given the 13 years of his well-ingrained habits, assuming that they've been going on for at least 10, 12, however many, even if it's three years, that I suspect that the chances are low and non-existent. So think about what if, what are the top benefits of being married? And I'll tell you my suspicions coming up in a moment. One of the top benefits of being married is that you feel completely at home in the relationship, comfortable. You feel valued. You feel cared for. You feel totally visible for the person that you love in yourself, the, the traits that you have that you adore, taking care of your kids or keeping house or working on the side to uh, supplement the family income. You value yourself and that person sees that value in you. And they would never take away friends or family or they, they would never try to rob you of those pleasures unless, of course, it's interfering with the intimate bond that you have. Um, but I'm hearing that you're feeling totally invisible, invisible for good character traits you may have, invisible as in the co-parenting area, and you feel lonely and trapped. It's like the Cinderella story, living with a stepmother and stepsisters who absolutely refuse to see the good in you, and they treat you as, they treated Cinderella as invisible ignores you. You've got no one to talk to. He isolates you from family and friends. Notice he can't do that. You're actually doing that to yourself. He showers attention on his daughter from another marriage, but ignores your children, which makes me question. He's got the capacity for this passion. What's going on? So one of my suspicions is that there's a lot of guilt going on from having his, left his other family, uh, the wife and the daughter, and that's one suspicion. Another suspicion is He's got an affair because many times when men have an affair, they really, really attack the wives. Not, not necessarily abusively where it's domestic violence, the hitting and the punching and the kicking, but the, the ignoring. The, you want to hold their hand and they brush you away. You want to give them a kiss and, ah, God, that, that, that nauseates them like it would a young kid, a little boy. This is, ooh, girls, ick. I suspect that... that there's a possibility he's got another woman on the side. It may be his ex-wife, if not her, someone else on the side. Because if he's sustaining it, and he may still want all of the, the trappings of a family life, all of the trappings of the money he's earned to build a house, he may not want to go through a divorce, and this is easier to keep it this way. So you may want to just keep your antenna up and see if you suspect anything. Another question I have is, what has kept you with a man you hate? What's kept you in that relationship? Ask yourself that. Do some really clean, introspective work. If you write it down, shred the papers afterwards so he doesn't find them and use them in a divorce settlement. Uh, you could go to a, a therapist and talk with a therapist about this. Are you staying for financial reasons or for the sake of the kids? Kids, often it's often more traumatic to stay in a bad relationship because the kids sense that hostility on a day-to-day -day basis. Are you staying for religious reasons that divorce is somehow bad? I say challenge that. Any religion that tells you you have to stay with someone that you hate for life is a hateful religion. 
What about shoveling the snow? Are you afraid you won't have someone to shovel the snow? Hire someone. You don't need this husband around. So imagine living with him for another 13 years. If you're already depressed now, Amy, imagine how you'll feel at the age of 49. Will you kick yourself for not having left today? So start thinking of alternatives of parting ways. Again, you can try couples counseling with him. It can be either marital or divorce counseling. You can read some divorce books. There are some on my website, drkenner.com. Um, you want to, you can look at couple skills, uh, a couple skills, a book that would set some standards of what's appropriate in a marital relationship. And if you see he's not meeting it and never will, that encourages you to leave. If you're very depressed, you can try a book on the website, Mind Over Mood. Um, if you think that there's a way to reconnect again, you can read The Sex Starved Marriage. Um, I would definitely try to get yourself an individual therapist though. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner and you're listening to The Rational Basis of Happiness. My number is toll free 1-877-DR-K-E-N-N-E-R. That's toll free 1-877-DR-KENNER. And coming up, we'll talk about an alcoholic kid. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance by Dr. Ellen Kenner. One romance killer is the killer of joy, altruism, self-sacrifice. To the degree that you have an anti-self moral code, you will suffer. To be a valuer, you must care about yourself and your life. When we ask clients, what do you love in life? Many respond with a long, painful pause. They say, I don't know, I never asked myself that question. I've been so busy living for everyone else that I never focused on myself. It feels selfish to do that. They are right. Valuing is rationally selfish and a healthy process. Living by the code of self-sacrifice destroys your capacity to value because under that code, only other people's values count. What type of person would be attracted to you if you have no serious values? The selfless person is a magnet for the me-only narcissist who knows a good victim when he sees one. You can download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and you can buy the book at amazon.com.